0: Aloha and ta'alofa to you. Welcome to another season of the Ohana podcast. My name is Lima and I am your host. Thank you so much everyone for supporting the scattered abroad network and for supporting this podcast. I'm so very thankful for the opportunity to share the word of God on this platform. This year in the Ohana podcast, our focus is on the theme, growing our Ohana, or to put it another way, uh, growing our family in Christ. As many of you may know, uh, Ohana is the Hawaiian word for family, and family is what we are in Christ Jesus. Everyone who has obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, God adds them to his family, the church, the church that you read about in the Bible. And so when we go to the Bible and we read about the beginning of the church, take, for example, in Acts chapter two, where the church began, you can see the church growing. You can see the family in Christ growing uh, in the scriptures. Uh, take, for example, in Acts chapter 2, you know, 1 through 4, the Holy Spirit fell on the apostles and they were gathered there. Many different uh, 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 nations were in the Jews that were gathered there. And, you know, the Spirit fell on the apostles. Peter and the other apostles stood up and they preached about what just happened. right? They preached fulfillment of the prophecy of joel and then peter you know sermon is recorded there for us he began to preach to them about jesus now in uh, verse 36 the bible says therefore let all the house of israel know assuredly that god has made jesus whom you crucified both lord and christ now when they heard this they were cut to the heart and said to to peter and the rest of the apostles Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call and with many other signs or many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Now listen to verse 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3000 souls were added to them. So we read about, you know, people obeying the gospel uh, there in the, at Pentecost through the preaching of Peter, they obeyed the gospel and they were added to the number of the disciples. So you already see 3,000 added to the number of Christ's disciples or 3,000 added to the church. You skip down to verse 47 and praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. All right, so, so the church is growing, right? You can see that the church is growing. Now, you open to Acts chapter 4, right? To Acts chapter 4, uh, you certainly see more and more uh, come to Jesus, or you see the number of believers growing, right? In Acts chapter 4, uh, this is after, you know, Acts chapter 3, where Peter and John healed this man at the gate called Beautiful. They preached the gospel and the crowd was was gathered to them. They preached the gospel and, and certain people believed. Now in Acts chapter four and verse four, the Bible says, however, many of those who heard the word believed and the number of men came to about five thousand. So you're not they're not mentioning um, uh, uh, women. All right, but only a number of men, of those who believed. but the point is made here, right? In Acts chapter 2, you had 3,000. Acts chapter 4, now you have 5,000. And we're going we're gonna to continue to see this throughout the book of Acts, how the church grew and the church was, you know, was multiplying and, and growing. Uh, if you go with me to Acts chapter 6 right, to, to Acts chapter 6, uh, you read about a certain issue, right, Acts chapter 6, the Bible says in verse 1, now in those days, listen to this, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists." because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. So you understand this context of Acts chapter six and what followed verse one, how the apostles, you know, delegated, you know, responsibility to ensure that the widows are taken care of. They have taken on this great ministry of caring for the widows. This is something that God has always uh, uh, made provisions for, for the fatherless and the widows. But in verse 1 of chapter 6, we can see our point made, that the church is growing. The church is growing. Acts chapter 2, there was 3,000. Acts chapter 4, 5,000 men. Acts chapter 6, the Bible says they were multiplying. So we're going beyond the numbers that were were mentioned earlier in the chapters. Now, go with me to Acts chapter 8. Right, Acts chapter 8. Now this is this is where, you know, you kind of see the theme of our network, of the scattered abroad network. Notice in Acts chapter 8, verse 1 beginning, the Bible says, Now Saul was consenting to his death, to the death of Stephen. Stephen, a Jew who just preached the gospel to his fellow Jews, uh, but instead of them believing in his preaching, They stoned Stephen and he died, right? And and so Acts chapter 8, you kind of see a a little summary, a a continuation of that story. Now Saul was consenting to his death. This is Saul who, who later on converted to Christ, also known as Paul, Paul the apostle. But this is prior to him being an apostle. So at the time, Saul was persecuting the church. Right? At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And the devout man carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house, dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere, listen to this, they went everywhere preaching the word, right? So even in the face of challenges, in the face of difficulty, yes, in the face of death, what you see in the Lord's church in the first century and what we see in the record of Luke in the book of Acts, is that as the church began, the church never stopped growing. It never stopped growing, right? Now, were there any problems before Acts chapter 8? Yeah, see that Acts chapter 5, the persecution of the apostles in Acts chapter 3, 4, uh, the, the issues with the Grecian widows being neglected, Acts chapter 6, Stephen being being killed by the Jews, stoned to death, Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 8, the the persecution is heated, and the Bible says that the believers were scattered abroad, except the apostles, they were scattered abroad. And what's beautiful about this is wherever they ran, you know, to protect their lives, wherever they went, they were preaching the word. And that's how church, that's how the Ohana or the family of Christ in the first century. That's how it grew. It grew because of preaching. It grew because of preaching God's word. Sometimes in the modern day church sometimes when we look at ourselves and we sort of see the church dying or we sort of see things not going the way they should right maybe we're losing our young people and we are in many places uh the the numbers don't lie about that fact in the lord's church uh there are a lot of young people that grow up in the church and they leave the church um when we look at the a world of denominationalism, we can see them growing. And what I like to say is swelling. We can see the the denominational churches multiply and growing. And then the temptation is we look at what they're doing and we try to mimic what they're doing in hope that our church will grow by doing those things, by, by imitating or by following the examples of the denominational world right let us be reminded church let us be reminded Christians as you're listening to this podcast let us be reminded that the way the Lord's church grows is through preaching it is through preaching it's through saving souls in luke chapter 19 and verse 10 the bible describes jesus as one who came to save right for the son of man came to seek and to save that which is lost Right. when you look in the new testament preaching is a, is an essential part of church growth We see that in Acts chapter two throughout. In Acts chapter two, a miracle happened, drew the crowd's attention and a message was preached. In Acts chapter three, a miracle happened. The lame man was healed and it drew the crowd and the message was preached. In Acts chapter seven, there were people listening to Stephen. And Stephen, he preached the message. Yes, even he died preaching a message. In Acts chapter 8, you read about Philip, right? The Christians scattered abroad, preaching everywhere. And then in verse 5, the Bible says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Church, the way we grow. The church the way our ohana grows is through preaching the gospel is it possible for churches to swell yes is it possible to grow the church the wrong way like where we're doing things to draw the crowd and they're drawn to the programs they're drawn to the to the free gifts or whatever we are offering but they are not drawn to Christ, is that possible? Absolutely. Church, if we try to grow the church by having more programs that have nothing to do with evangelism, that has nothing to do, that has nothing to do with preaching the word. If we're trying to grow the church some other way, other than what we read in the scriptures that they preach the gospel, then we're not truly growing the church. Again, preaching is how the church grew. Again, verse 5 of Acts chapter 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Verse 6 says, And the multitudes with one accord heeded the thing spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. There was great joy in that city. And you can read onward, you read about Philip baptizing the sorcerer and baptizing many who believed. Then you read about Philip in the desert with the eunuch, baptized the eunuch after he preached to him Jesus in Acts chapter 8 and verse 35 there. Right. Then Philip, right, when he was with the eunuch, then Philip opened his mouth and said, let me let me talk to you about our program for visitation. Let me talk to you about our program or or, or the free stops that, our, that our church has to offer to our neighborhood. Let, let me talk to you about these various things that we are doing that is not preaching the gospel. That's not what 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 Philip did. The Bible says that Philip opened his mouth and preached. Uh, beginning at the same scripture, and preach Jesus to him. If we're going to grow the church, if we're going to grow our ohana, we need to be preaching Jesus. Jesus, our Lord, our commander-in-chief, gave the command. In Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 18, and Jesus came to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Right? We got to grasp what that verse means. You are talking about the creator of the world in the flesh. That is Jesus. You're talking about him having all the rights, having all the power and the right is reserved that is his it is his right since he's the creator since he's the savior it is his right to command his followers to do certain things and and sometimes we forget this sometimes we we don't understand how serious it is and how sinful it is when we do not evangelize the man with all authority in heaven and on earth gave this command he he didn't suggest that the church should consider events evangelism right it is not a suggestion and sometimes we treat it as such sometimes we are comfortable with with mediocrity or with the with the uh omission of following the great uh uh commission and somebody said that the great commission is often the great omission and in a lot of cases it's true that we're focused our ministry is often focused on things that Jesus did not come and do you know When Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the gospel, that's in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. When he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, he did not mean only on Sundays and Wednesdays from the pulpit. Now I wanna issue this challenge to preachers. It is sad when you have a preacher that does not evangelize. Preachers need to be evangelizing. For some reason, some preachers have found a way to justify not being so winners saying that their talent is in the pulpit that their talent is just to make these wonderful sermons just for Sundays and Wednesdays and for lectureships for some reason preachers certain preachers have convinced themselves that that is enough church the last time I checked the greatest preacher Whoever existed, who is Jesus, spent a lot of time with people. He didn't have a pulpit. He didn't have a schedule for Sunday and Wednesday. But what he did do is he spent time with people who wanted to hear the gospel, with people who needed to hear the gospel, He was with them. He was an evangelist. And so back to Matthew 28 and verse 18. For some reason, we've forgotten the authority of Jesus and the command that he made. Go therefore, because I have all authority because I rule in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, he says to his men, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age a This is the great commission, right? Mark's version is Mark's, uh, Mark's version, Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. The Bible says, go, and this is Jesus speaking. The Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. in Luke's gospel if you look at Luke chapter 24 Luke chapter 24 and and beginning in verse 40 in verse 46 Luke chapter 24 verse 46 thus it is written Jesus said thus it is written thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Church, how do we grow the church the right way? How do we win souls in Christ Jesus? By preaching the word of God, by obeying the command of Jesus to go and make disciples. You know, one of the signs of, of a church uh, that follows the Lord is the fact that they are making disciples. Church, if a congregation is not making disciples, it will soon die. If a congregation is not making disciples it will soon cease to exist that's just the truth of it if we're not evangelizing we're not gonna grow right uh, brother Rob Whitaker who does a great work in the brotherhood I, I heard him said this you know uh, we need to arise and be ba- and baptized or we will fossilized. I love that. If we don't arise and take the gospel and baptize souls into Christ, the church where we are at, it will fossilize, meaning it will die. I'm convinced that in Ephesians, when in, in the letter to the Ephesian church in Revelation, When Jesus said, you have forgotten your first love. My, my, my thoughts on that passage is their first love is the love for, for evangelism. Their love to be like Jesus, to go and save souls. And so this year in the Ohana podcast my goal uh, to tell you a little bit about me in 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 uh, 2019 i became the full-time minister at the Honolulu Church of Christ and it was a challenging time for me because um we we were going through some internal uh, issues around that year the beginning of that year and a lot of a lot of the you know, a lot of the challenges and a lot of the uh, the the blame I felt like was was on me. I felt like uh, you know uh, people were were looking at me as the reason for some of the problems uh, uh, that existed in our church in twenty nineteen, right? And and so you know I prayed to God. You know to give me the strength to to endure the strength to be a good minister you know and and i started you know looking into the life of jesus and followed his ministry and i noticed how much time he he spends with the lost that jesus you know jesus made time for the lost people. You think think about Luke chapter 15, for example, in Luke chapter 15, you see that in in the beginning, right? In Luke chapter 15, then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near him to hear him, right? Uh, One might say, those are the people that need to hear the gospel. If you are a Pharisee and a scribe, you might say, yeah, those are the people that need to repent and be right, right? And in verse two, the Bible says, that the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with him. And so he spoke this parable to them. And and these are some powerful uh, stories here in the parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 15. It's all about going out and looking for that lost one. Right? The sheep that was lost. He left the 99 and went after it. The coin that was lost, the woman swept the house to find it. The son that was lost, when he came to his senses, the father went and greeted him and welcomed him home. And and the theme of Luke chapter 15, that, that parable in Luke chapter 15, is that of repentance. But the question is this church, how will men come to repentance without preaching the gospel to them? How can one repent if they don't know that they are a sinner? What will cause them to repent if they don't know about the love of God for them, that he sent his only son to die for their sins? How would they know about repentance if one will not teach them about what repentance is? And so in 2019, I looked into the life of jesus i study uh uh, the 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 ministry of christ focusing on the time he spent with sinners focusing on on the fact that jesus spoke god's word and preached it regardless if there was uh you know rejection from the pharisees and scribes and others And then you look at the disciples of jesus i started looking into the apostle paul and how he evangelized and how paul you know says in in first corinthians 9 that that he has become all things right when you look at the apostle paul uh and and talking about him you know speaking and preaching the word of god in in first corinthians 9 and verse 19 the apostle paul said for though i am free of all men i have made myself a servant to all it was in 2019 that I began to 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 think this way as a minister I need to be the example in evangelism even if I feel like the 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 blame is on me even no matter no matter what people think I have a responsibility as a preacher of the Honolulu Church of Christ I have work to do and I said to myself I'm going to do the work that was twenty nineteen, right now. Now just to just to share this, and, and I keep this number uh, to to remind me of the blessing uh, of you know just getting yourself together in a difficult time and focusing on doing God's work. Uh, I keep these numbers to remind me of the importance of evangelism. And it, in 2019, our congregation uh, saw some baptisms in a way they have never seen it before, right? Uh, the Honolulu Church of Christ uh, in, in previous years, um, they, they have maybe one or two baptism a year. Right and and um, in 2019, I just want to share this with you as an encouragement to you. Uh, it's never about the numbers in the negative view of that, right? Sometimes people make it only about the numbers. Now disciple making disciple making includes numbers because it shows we're growing, uh, but it's about winning souls and making disciples. It's not about the number of baptisms. Um, and and if you understand what I was saying, baptisms do matter, but sometimes people just emphasize the number of baptisms and, and not make disciples after baptism, right? So, so, um, for our congregation in, in, uh, in the year 2019, uh, we started when I started getting into full-time ministry, right? Um. Uh, our congregation started to see, you know, uh, some some change. Our congregation started to see, you know, the, the, the power of the gospel at work because, you know, we started preaching. So in 2019, you know, we had six baptisms. That was in 2019. In 2020 in the year when they said, you should not gather together. You should not, you know, come together as a church. And and regrettably, we listened. We listened and now we know more that 2020 was just a terrible time. Uh, the church should have been doing more for the lost souls around that time. But in 2020, uh, against the, the regulation, I studied with people. Yes, there was COVID-19. I still met with some people and studied with them. And in 2020, we had a total of 13 baptisms. So so six in 2019. In 2020, we had 13. In 2021, we had 11. In 2022, now this is very powerful. In 2022, right after... um, Oh, let me back up. In 2022, before the uh, evangelism seminar by house to house and heart to heart. Your congregation needs to enroll in that. Before the evangelism seminar, which was in May of 2022, we had four baptism at that point. After uh, the evangelism uh, uh, seminar, to the end of the year, we had 25. And what happened there in that year The congregation was trained to do evangelism as a body, not individual members, but as a body. Everyone had a role to play in evangelism. In 2023, we had 20 baptism. This year, we have three Bible studies currently, right? Uh, As a minister here, I have three Bible studies on top of my sermon prep, on top of a Bible class prep on top of other things I have to do as a minister but there are Bible studies for lost souls and so this year we have one baptism last week it happened and we look forward to to you know making more disciples and I share these numbers to, to share with you that I I know about evangelism and I want you to trust, The podcast this year, I want you to trust. If you want your congregation to to grow, I I do have something to share with you on the topic of evangelism. This episode, we focus on the very importance of preaching. We We are reminded that the way we grow our Ohana is by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how they did it in the book of Acts. That's how we will do it. To God's glory and for souls to be saved is through preaching the word of God. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Look out for our next episode coming out soon. God bless you and take care.